Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. Here we go for episode 11 of the Grey Wolf Podcast. It is Ned, joined by John. John, how are you, dude? Yeah, good as always, man. Good to be in your company and good to be in the, the company of a rock and roll royalty superstar right now. Yeah, most definitely. It's time to roll out that red carpet. We have the one and only from Everclear. It is Art Alexis. Art, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I don't know about rock royalty, though, but I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, you most definitely are. You are responsible for many, many amazing hits, and basically I was looking back through the back catalogue, and I grew up listening to Everclear, so this is big for us. Awesome. Well, it's big for me. This is the longest tour we've ever done of Australia. We've been down here for two weeks now. Usually we'd be home by now, and now we got another two weeks to go, so it's a lot of fun. Wow, that's... Yeah. Fantastic. And of course, you're here for a bunch of tours across February, as you're alluding to. How's it feel to be back down under, back in the land of Australia? It's always great, man. It's one of the only places in the world that actually like American people and American culture. <laughs> and I love Australian bands. I always have. I did back in the day. I love I love the ones I hear now. We just played one of the Hotter Than Hell shows with a band called The Greats that I'd never heard before, and I think they're amazing. So... It's been a great tour. I remember, yeah, like as I said, I've been following you guys for years. I remember back in the day you kicking around with Silverchair and some of the Aussie greats like that. Do you keep in contact with those sort of people, Art? Not really. We don't talk to those guys too much anymore. But yeah, we toured with Silverchair. We toured with UMI. We did some shows with Powderfinger and a lot of the bands that were around back then that were just a lot of fun. Friends of Rom, who are on the tour now, back when they were young, crazy punk rockers, now they're old, crazy punk <laughs> yeah. rockers. And there's nothing and, wrong with uh, that I mean, yeah, I, I, who am I calling old, right? I'm probably older than everybody. <laughs> but um, it's a lot of fun to just come to a place and just see great music that you're playing with, and there's no competition like there was in the old days. There's no, you know, no weirdness. It's just everybody here is just here for, for the shows of just been phenomenal every show is people singing is so loud that my sound guy can't barely hear the music and that's a that's a good sign that's fantastic and how many times have you been here throughout your career so far i was trying to count the other day i think this is the ninth time Oh, wow. nine. I actually thought it might be more than that, Art. There you go. We asked Unwritten Law the same thing, and those boys claimed it's time number 800. So <laughs> <laughs> you got a bit of catching up to do. Who said they've been over here 800 times? Unwritten Law. Nah, they're crazy. They told me they've been over here 40 times. <laughs> Close enough. They have not been over here. <laughs> That's classic. You're going to believe that guy over me? Seriously, <laughs> it's up for debate at the years. moment. Really? Uh, do you think you've been here Hello. enough times? Hello, Scott. Do you think you've been here enough times to give us a really great Australian accent? No. <laughs> I, I do horrible accents. Horrible. My 12-year-old can do a great accent. She goes, she does great Australian accents. She's in like musical theater and stuff like that. But she goes to a summer camp in California and all, I'm not talking some, I'd say all but maybe three of the camp counselors, and this is a huge camp with hundreds of kids, are Australian kids. They're, well. in, they're to be in there in the summertime. Yeah, when it's wintertime in Australia, you know? 
so she does a really great accent, but I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> oh, I, I tell you what, Art, if you are chatting with Scott from Unwritten Law over the rest of this tour, ask him to do his Australian accent because he gave us one hell of one when we were talking to him the other day. Yeah, I heard his Australian accent the other day. He was, he was chatting up some girl. <laughs> he was, like, totally mimicking her. And I'm just like... Oh, well, that's one way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is one way to do it. So can you tell us a few of your most fondest memories from being in Australia, Art? Man, there's so many of them. I, I think the best one is the first time we came here. We came here to open up for Silverchair on tour. But we had already had two hit singles or in the process of having a third one, Off Sparkle and Fade. Heroin Girl was a big song. Santa Monica was a big song. And a song called Local God from a soundtrack mm-hmm. was starting to become a really big song as well. And when we flew into Sydney, there was like 500 people at the airport waiting wow. for us. And I'd never seen, you know, that was the closest thing I've seen to that is like when the Beatles went places, you know, or Michael Jackson or something. I mean, there was literally more people and there was cops everywhere because they were afraid of people hurting themselves. And, you know, thank God back then when we were young and better looking, it was mostly young girls. (laughs) But uh, that was a great experience. And I just can't think of a bad, a bad thing. You know, a lot of people talk about like I, uh, a bad thing that happened once is I, I was playing a show in Wollongong and someone threw a boot and it hit my mic and it hit me in the mouth and broke oh. my tooth. Ooh. You know, but oh well, you know, I got more teeth. Okay. <laughs> They're replaceable. <laughs> that, that's the rock star lifestyle there. And, it, you know, you were mentioning those classic hits from back in the 90s, like Heroin Girl. It's funny you bring that up because the guy sitting next to us in the studio <laughs> next door was busting out to that when we walked in because he was excited for us getting to chat with you. But we wanted to talk to you, Art, about your... Are you the sort of nostalgic type? Do you like to look back or are you always sort of moving forward? Well, look, I'm 57 years old and I've been playing music live in bands since I was 16. And yeah, I mean, I've had some amazing things and I I think a little bit of nostalgia is healthy and good, but I think living in the past is bad and Mm. I've never been that guy. I'm constantly moving forward. I got diagnosed with a disease called multiple sclerosis about three years ago I got diagnosed. Apparently I've had it for about 20 years. And one of the things it's taught me is the true meaning of gratitude. I'm so grateful for my family. I'm so grateful for what I do. I'm so grateful to be able to come here. And I know it sounds like a made-for-TV movie, but I really feel that way, 100%. And when you feel grateful all the time for everything in your life, even the bad things, because you learn lessons from them, there's really no room for living in the past and thinking about the might have been or looking at glasses half empty. My glasses are full all the way to the top. Well, it's a great way to look at life, isn't it? Very well said. You need to get a debilitating disease, dude. It'll it'll put the fear of God in (laughs) Sometimes it puts a different perspective on life. But uh, obviously being around the industry for so long, how do you feel about the way that sort of Spotify and Apple Music and streaming services have changed the way that you guys connect with your fans? Because obviously it's so easy now to release a new single or an EP rather than having to go the full-fledged album every time. Well... For one thing, when you talk about albums as opposed to songs and singles, I'm an album guy. I grew up as an album guy. You know, I'm a bit of a dinosaur in in that respect. So I like albums. I like people to hear my albums because I make them as albums. I don't write songs and and singles and then write songs to fill in a record. That's not how it works for me then. It's not how it works now. 
But that being said, I think the technology is really, really cool and really great. And I like that people can listen to music to see if they like it without having to buy it. And then once you realize that you like it, then you should buy it. Because one of the problems with streaming that any artist will tell you is artists don't get paid. Unless you're a super, super, super megastar like Beyonce or someone at that level, you don't get paid. You don't. Slivers of pennies on the dollar compared to when you were selling records. So that's why everybody tours so much. You ever wonder why everybody's always on tour? Because that's how we make a living now. Because no one makes money from royalties unless you're right at the very tip, tip, top. Billy Eilish's, those people are making money off, off, off percentages. No one else. That's the true story that people won't tell you, but it's the truth. Yeah, well, no, it is a good point because there is a lot more bands touring these days, and I guess, uh, like you say, it's all down to merchandise and touring. Otherwise, yeah, it's not going to work. And the VIP meet and greet that, you know, get meeting fans and stuff like that, and which I used to not like the idea of, but I really like the idea of it because it's a way of connecting with people and giving people value. As long as it's something of value, we do meet and greets with people and we play a song and we give them a bag full of stuff and we spend time with them and talk to them. Whereas there's some pop artists that uh, will go out there and not even see people. They'll, they'll like wave at them from a corner of a room behind their bodyguards and then the kids can take pictures with a cardboard cutout of them and it costs $5,000 and I'm not making that up. Jeez. Story. <laughs> We're in the wrong industry, Ned. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you need to start doing that art. Dude, I was in the business. I've owned two record labels. I know the business pretty well. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, well, when I was talking about nostalgic feels before, I was just wondering because I missed it when you come out and played Sparkle and Fade in its entirety a few years back for the 20-year reunion. Is that something that you're a fan of as well? Like, can you see yourself doing that more in the future? Because there's a few great albums I wouldn't mind seeing back to back. Well, there's people that really like that. And I like super serving our fans because our fans are why I have a job at the age of 57 playing guitar in a rock and roll band and singing my songs to them. So if they want to hear that and there's a demand for that, yeah, I want to do it. It's fine. I I love those albums, man. I put my heart and my soul and my life into those albums. We're doing it this year in the States and in the UK for our fourth album, which is called Songs from American Movie Volume 1. That wasn't a big hit here. It was bigger here than I thought it was, looking at the numbers, because people here know those songs, when at least fans do. But so much for the afterglow was quadruple platinum here. A sparkle and fade was three times platinum here. Mm. You know, playing those albums for people really resonates. And yeah, I could see coming back and doing the 25th anniversary of Sparkle and Fade. Oh my God, that would be this year though. Better <laughs> <laughs> get around to it. That, that that's not going to happen. I was about to say, I'm going to hold you to that art yeah. because that's what I was going to say. I wonder if he realizes. Well, okay, how about so much for no, man, you get, Dude, you sell me some tickets and you, you give me a guarantee and I'll, I'll bring my whole family over here for a month. We'll, we'll come over. The good news is that you are here at the moment about halfway through the, the Hotter Than Hell tour with guys like Unwritten Law, as we've mentioned, Friends of Rom, Area 7. How's it been so far, Artie? You having a good time back in Australia again? Having a wonderful time. It's really great having four days on and then three days off. I get to rest my voice. We're spending a couple of days here. Looking, I'm looking out at the beach right now in Sunshine Coast. 
you know, eating great food and just hanging out. And the shows start day after tomorrow, and we work for four days, and then we're off for three days, and then we work for a few days. It's it's kind of a dream, right? It's, it's yeah. really cool. <laughs> well, yeah, like you said, in previous times you would have been well and truly home now, but I guess you get to see a bit more of the countryside this time around. Uh, absolutely, and spend more time. And I really enjoy it. It's, it's been, like I said before, it's a place that uh, Australia and America are places and peoples that get along and like and respect each other. And I, I really enjoy it here uh, every time I come. My family, my wife and my daughter have come out twice, and they're kind of bummed out that they couldn't come this time because my daughter got the flu right before I came, so they couldn't come. Yeah, I'm not good at all. Uh, I don't wanted to switch things up to your solo record. You dropped it late last year, Sun Songs. How's the response been to that one? Well, you know, from fans, it's been great. It's not like it's getting airplay because no one's going to play that record, but it's got a little bit of action online. We haven't dropped a, a video yet. We're going to drop a video in about two or three weeks. We're just finishing it up now, cool. and then they'll come online with it sometime in March, I think. And there's no big rush for me to do that, but, you know, I just got asked the other day by a promoter if, if I'd like to come back and if we could re- release that record here and come back and tour on it later in the year and do a solo thing, and that would be really fun. Oh, that would be really fun. Maybe that'll happen. Yeah, yeah I hope you that. said yes to that. <laughs> I hope that'd be awesome. Please do. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. It's a cool record. It's the first solo record I ever did, and me doing a solo record kind of doesn't make a lot of sense because every Everclear record is kind of like my solo record. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's me. It's my thing. But I'm using other great musicians. I'm working with them, and they're adding something to the mix. Whereas on this record, it's me playing everything, and there was just me and my engineer in the studio when we were recording it, so... It was fun to do. I don't think I ever want to do it like that again. It, was, it wasn't that much fun. I like having people around. So you don't think that any more solo albums are on the cards in the future? Oh, no. I'll do a solo album. I just don't think I'll do it like that. I think I... I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm going to write a book. My next big thing is I'm going to write a book. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm a memoir. Story of my life. People have been bugging me about doing that, and I've had people come to me, publishers come to me, so I'm going to start working on that. I've already started taking notes and writing down ideas and, and things that happen and putting everything in order. So when I actually sit down and start writing it and try to write, you know, five, ten pages a day, I think I'll be pretty prepared. I'll probably start that later this year. Look out. Well, what's that hold for the status of a new Everclear album then, Art? If you've got a book in the works, you're coming back to tour solo. What's the go? When will we expect to hear a new Everclear album? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. You'd be too busy being an yeah, author. If you, if you ask my band, they're like, well, you should write it right now. Let's do an album right now. But I'm just not in the mood to make a record. I just made a record. And I, I don't make, even back in the day, I, I didn't make music unless I wanted to, unless I felt like it, you know, like it needed to come out of me. And I think that's when people should make music, is when it's, or do art or anything creative. Is yeah. when it's bugging the hell out of you to a point that you can't shut up the voice inside you gotta get it out of you and when I get to that point I'll make a record that's a really good way to look at it I think and it sounds like you're very much the creative type art so if you weren't a musician what do you think you'd be doing probably a chef Oh, Very there nice. you go. What's I, the, what? I got the tattoos of most chefs. Most chefs have more tattoos than rock stars now. So. <laughs> That's yeah. true. They carry on and I'm swear a lot more. What's your signature I'm dish, Art, if you're cooking at home for the family? What do you? What's your go-to meal? Hmm. Well, 
You know, I, I cook all sorts of different things. And right now I'm on a vegan diet. I've been on it since July, 1st of July. And then in April, I'm going to start introducing some meat back. And it's a protocol for my MS that I've been on. And it's really helped me feel a lot better. But normally, my go-to for my family for me to make is old-fashioned gangster spaghetti. Like, Ooh. like real Italian spaghetti. I make the pasta. I make the sauce. Make the sausage the whole time. I love it. So when Ned and I call past for dinner, we can expect some lovely spaghetti homemade by good self. Yeah, I can. Yeah, <laughs> you bring me, you bring me back here, man. I'll cook. I'll cook for you anytime. <laughs> Oh, I like that. You like, buy that ticket. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. Wanted to know, we love the song Volvo Driving Soccer Mum there. Uh, do you have a great Volvo Driving Soccer Mum story? Is that inspired <laughs> by anybody that you know, or, or what's the go with that one? I actually do. So dig this. This is when my eldest daughter is 27 now, when she was about 10, right? About 17 years ago. And it wasn't at a soccer game, but it was at a baseball game. But I had heard the term, you know, soccer mom and soccer mom, soccer mom. And I uh, was heading with my daughter to my car and walking next to me was this super attractive woman in like a business suit with, you know, like leggings on and uh, stockings and stuff. And she's kind of checking me out. We're kind of checking each other out. And she gets in her car. I'm driving a black Land Cruiser. She's driving some sort of black, like BMW or something. And she gets in her car. And just as she's getting in her car, I look at her leg through the stocking. And I see this big tattoo going up her leg. I'm like... Oh, she's a bad girl. <laughs> That's a bad girl. That's what that is. She used to be a stripper. <laughs> Last go be a stripper. And she closes the door, man, and cranks it up, and it's corn really loud. Just, you know, I'm like, life. I'm like dang. And I went home, and I, and I just, like, I remember telling my wife at the time, I go, no, she was driving a Volvo. She was driving a black Volvo. I'm like, she's like a Volvo driving soccer mom. She goes, that sounds like a thing. And I'm like, it's really funny because about a week earlier, I had met this band. I forget their name. In L.A., there was an all-girl band that just got signed to a major label, and they wanted me to produce them. And, and work on songs with them. And I wrote that song that night thinking I was going to give it to them because it was from the girl's point of view, right? Yeah. You know, I used to be a bad girl, blah, blah, blah. And they decided that or their label wouldn't let me produce them. And so it didn't happen with them. And then they never made their record because their singer left to become an actress. And she was on a TV show for like 20 years. And oh. uh, But at the time, I'm just like, man, this is a good song. I played it for the, the guys in the band, my, my label guy, and he's like, dude, record that song. That's a good song. Record that. So I recorded it, yeah, oh. from the girl's point of view. Absolutely love that right there. Uh, that is awesome. Well, man, you've got a bunch on your plate at the moment. You are, of course, out here for the Hotter Than Hell Festival. You've got some side shows happening as well. You said you're working on a new book. There's talks of a new Everclear album when you feel like it sort of deal. Is there anything else <laughs> Is there anything else we need to know before we let you go? No, just I, I'm very thankful to all our friends and fans and, and family, Everclear family down here. 
in Australia because every time we come back here, it's just better and better and better. And we, we didn't come here for a while between 98 and 2012. And since 2012, this is our fourth time back. So we hope to keep coming back until I can't play guitar anymore. Oh, yeah, I love that right there. And I'm looking over at my co-host. He's got a big cheesy grin on his face because we really hope that is the case. Hopefully you get out here to play some solo stuff as well, like you mentioned. But be sure to hit this man up. It is Art Alexis of Everclear. They're playing on the Hotter Than Hell Tour right now. Pick up your tour tickets at hotterthanhelltour.com.au and hit them up on all their socials, facebook.com slash Everclear. Grab links to all of them at everclearmusic.com. Art, thank you so much for taking some time out to chat with us, man. Really appreciate it. It's been a bunch of fun. Thank you, John. Thank you, Ned. I appreciate it, you guys. You guys are wonderful. Have a great night. Hey, Art, thanks so much for that, man. So awesome. Hey, would you better do like a little shout out with us before you go and just say, hey, this is Art Alexis and you're listening to Grey Wolf? So, so, okay. Hey, everybody, this is Art Alexakis from the band Everclear and you're listening to the Grey Wolf podcast right now. Thank you so much for that and I just realized how much I've been butchering your name since 1995. They get in line, dude. There's a long line of people who do it. I didn't want to. I didn't want to correct you. That seems like the rude thing to do. But yeah, it's not Alexis. It's Alexakis. Man, so that's, it's cool.